So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Today's a solo show. So I think this is going to hit around, I guess, the week of Thanksgiving in the U.S. So for my Canadian friends, happy belated Thanksgiving. Uh, for all my friends in the U.S., happy Thanksgiving, if, this, uh, if that's when this is landing. Um, the thing I want to talk about today is, like, how do you plan out the year? And, and that's maybe for you, you know, you're already in process. Maybe for you, you've already set your business planning goals for the year. Maybe for you, you're listening to you're like, oh, 2020 was so rough. It was such a challenging year. What I want to say to you is no matter where you are in the process, right? No matter where you are and how you feel. First of all, thank you for listening to this. My hope is that I can just share some of the things that I go through that have allowed me to, to really sustain happiness to sustain growth, to sustain my relationship, 27 years, by the way, uh, just, you know, a couple days ago, um, you know, connection to the people that matter most, my business partners. Sometimes when I, when I stop and think about my life, there's just probably like how you feel. There's just so many balls in the air. There's so many things going on. How do you keep it all together? And the only way that I know how to do it is to plan, right? Is to reflect, is to decide, is to schedule, is to operationalize, is to make it happen. Um, and from, in my case, it's, you know, it's two kids, it's a wife, it's multiple businesses, it's lots of business ventures, it's living in, you know, uh, in Dallas and then, you know, occasionally going back to Orange County and like then traveling all over the world. Like it gets a little nutty without a plan. Now I know for you, you might be listening to this, you're like, Tom, like, I don't, I don't travel that much. I'm, I'm not living at that level, but I want to say to you, like every person I know has a level of busyness. Like Tristan, who I'm looking at over here, who's, you know, filming and recording this, you know, he's married, right? So he's going into, you know, you know, he said middle of year two about, right? Like middle of year two, right? So, and they're talking about buying another house. Steph's got this great job, right? So he, you know, crushes a bunch of stuff for me. He's traveling with me. We, you know, we do all these events and then you're traveling back and forth, uh, you know, to film content. And then he's got his parents. He's got his brother. He's got all of his friends. He's got super 73, which he does a ton of content for. He creates a kind of a ton of content on his own. Would you say you have a lot of balls in the air? I don't know anybody that doesn't have a lot of balls in the air. So don't compare it to me or to you. Just, it's just acknowledge if you want to have sustainable happiness, right? If you want to feel fulfilled in a lot of different areas of life, that's really how I've architected the things that I do around this time of the year. So, so I hope that resonates for you. I hope that you get a lot of value out of this. And as always, you know, give me feedback, give me comments and, and I'll be super transparent with you as always. So for me, the first thing I do is I start with reflecting on my 20 year vision. So I wish I had my laptop in front of me. I think one time I'm just going to have to read it. I think my wife would be really freaked out if I did that, but I'll just give you kind of high level. Um, if you've, if you've been around me before, you know that I just believe, um, that there's just two kinds of people. There's people that like declare what it is they want for a long period of time. Like they have a vision for their life. And that sounds like cliche and motivational. You know what I have? I have a freaking target for how I want my life to end up 
and not just like for a one-year goal, but for a 20-year goal. And I've talked about this before. So, so having this document that, by the way, is not set in stone, right? But instead, it's just, hey, in all these areas of my life, if my life was as good as it could be, if I could go for it as much as I could, what would it look like? And the opening of my 20-year letter, which is like, by the way, it goes to 2035 because I wrote it in 2015. Um, so I'm reviewing it and, and I read it and it's like, you know, Kath and I have been married, right, for like 47 years or 37 years, whatever the number is. Sorry, baby, if you're listening, I don't remember the exact number, but like, you know, like this, this 43 years, it's this enormous amount of time that we put into our love life, into our relationship, into the bond that we have together. And by the way, do you think when I read her, that 20 year vision, do you think that creates more certainty or more uncertainty? Do you think it creates more, think about it, Tristan, like, does it create more like, oh, he's thinking about me, right? You think that was intentional? Of course it was, right? Like I married her three times. I don't want to divorce her. I want our relationship to be awesome. So the very first beginning of my letter is like, Kath and I together for this much time, more in love today, more joy, more happiness, more connection, appreciating each other's differences. I, I literally spell out sort of emotionally and logically what our relationship and lifestyle looks like together at this point. Then I go to, Michael and Steven at 35 and 37. And I remember like reading that recently on a plane uh, with my older son flying to Dallas. And uh, I said, I just want you to like read this letter. And he was like, wow. And I remember he said to me, like, how do you like, how do you know? Like this, like you're, you're making this up. And I'm like, right. I'm like, Michael, here's the key. Like some people make up how they want their life to be and then they operationalize around it and then they set goals and plans and schedules and they go after it and they attack it because they're building a castle, right? Metaphorically of their life and some people just go about life. And, and there's no right or wrong. It's just how I was, you know, so unclassically trained by mentors and friends and coaches and, you know, people that I looked up to and said, how did you get there? And they said, I wrote letters like this. I decided how I want my life to be. So long answer short is I take the time to review where I'm at in relationship to that letter. And again, it covers every area of my life, where we live, our lifestyle, our business, our finances, our spirit, our health and vitality, everything's inside there. And it's like seven or eight pages long. And I, it's on Evernote, so I'm kind of guessing at the page numbers, but it's, it's long, it's lengthy, it's clear. And I stop and say, okay, so where are we at? How am I doing? I'm five years into this journey. And you know, it's fun for me because we just moved to Dallas and you know, making that transition. My son goes to SMU. We're, we're technically empty nesters. My other son, Steven, is uh, back and living in an apartment in Southern California and playing tennis and doing his thing and traveling back and forth. And what if I told you that in 2015, I declared I would be living out of the state of California and it actually said in a high rise in Seattle, Dallas, or New York City. And, and you know, Seattle, we didn't want to do it. It was too cold and rainy, which is funny because Dallas is pretty cold and rainy also. New York City, as much as I would love to live in New York City, it didn't make sense from a travel standpoint. Dallas just was the natural thing, and I got a son at SMU. So I didn't know I was going to have a son at SMU in 2015. I just knew I wanted to live in one of these three major cities in a high-rise, and that's where we ended up. So so my, my thought for you is, do you know where you want to be in a year, in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years? And what if, what if, what if, like just like having the conversation with my son, he's like, how did you do it? I'm like, son, I just, I don't know. I didn't pull it out of my ass. 
like I've jokingly done that in seminars before where I'm like, you know, how did you set that goal? Like, whoop, you pull it out of your butt, right? No, I pulled it out of inspiration and then I put it to pen. I put it to paper. I decided like, hey, if I could just go for it, what would I want it to look like? TikTok, TikTok, we're only on this planet for a short amount of time. I want as much joy and happiness. I also want achievement. I want growth. I want contribution. So by listing all that out, it just, it inspires me. And if you've not done this, I really challenge you to do so. So the first thing in my planning is I review that. Where am I at? Am I on track? What adjustments do I need to make? Do I need to set some goals for myself in any one of those areas? If I've fallen a little bit short or feel like, hey, I've only got 15 more years to get there, I better, you know, put my foot on the gas. So that's the first thing. Second thing I do, and, and you know, again, you maybe you've seen this on a Tom Ferry show or someplace else where I talk about the eight equities of life um, and I do a review of where I'm at. So, you know, I've seen this work done a lot. Um, you know, Tony Robbins did it. Uh, the very first person I saw uh, do this was Mike Vance. So Mike, if you've heard me before a million times talk about Mike, he was my mentor for a long time and passed away. He was Walt Disney's like right-hand guy. His business card actually said like Mike Vance in charge of people and ideas for the Walt Disney Corporation. And he was there with Walt for eight or nine years uh, before Walt passed. He launched Orlando. Um, then he went off and he worked with people like her mentor, people like Jack Welch and you know Steve Jobs. And he created the salad bar and he was friends with Mother Teresa, which every time I say it, it's just so bananas to think that I had all that time with him. I just sitting here as I'm recording this, I wish I would have filmed every session. You know what I mean? I don't, we didn't have flip video cameras when I was doing this. Uh, we certainly had audio cassettes. I, I really, really just sitting here reflecting, wish I would have done that. Fortunately, I had lots of journals and I kept all those journals. So I have all the notes captured. But Mike was the very first person that said to me, you know, you have like these equities of your life. And he kept it very simple, just five equities. He's like spirit, contribution, or no, he said spirit, health, career, uh, mindset, intellect, and like relationships. I think that was the original five. And, and what he would say to me is you need to set goals in each one of the equities of your life. Too many people over index on one equity. Right. We've seen this before. You've seen the guy that is really super buff. Right. And he's like the strongest guy on the planet, but he can't keep a job or a relationship. Right. He would say that person's out of balance. Right. Or you see the person that just so overly index indexes compulsively on on their business and they go through multiple relationships and you know, they're, they're miserable. Right. So he said the goal is to go for it all. And he was the first person that said to me, you know, too many people on this planet. They live in this world of like this or that. Right. Like, like they can't have both. And what he said to me is, I want you to live in a world of this and that and this and that. And he said, and then you got to put it to, to put it to writing, like get out your workbook, get out your, you know, now Evernote or however you keep track, Google docs or piece of paper journal and write it out. So the second thing that I do is I go through all of the equities. So even as I sit here, I'm like health, right? Like, you know, getting my baseline done. If you saw the, uh, the Facebook live show I did or my podcast with Pam Jacobson, my wife and I's uh, sort of health and nutrition coach, right? We're literally, I get my blood work done. I do spit. And yes, we do this thing called the poop test. But what it helps me understand is where, where are my vitals in all like my adrenals, all my hormones and how's my gut doing? Cause gut health is so important, right? So doing that, looking at the last 12 months of my sleep, am I getting more sleep, less sleep, better sleep? 
you know, am I on track with my workouts? Like, do I feel better as I'm aging or do I feel like I'm in more pain? So I literally go through all, for me, all of those equities, relationships. How are Kath and I doing? How am I doing with the boys? How am I doing with my friends, right? Like I got a lot of friends and a lot of acquaintances and you know, like you, I want to stay connected, right? Whether it's a text message or shooting a video or getting together for lunch or just seeing people. I'm a social creature, right? So I want to be around people that I like. Um, so how am I doing there? How am I doing with my business partners? I got a lot of business partners and all these ventures that I've invested in. I refer to myself as a business partner. In many cases, I'm just an investor, but I don't take the mindset of investor. I take the, the like, Hey, I'm a part of this company. And if I can contribute, I want to contribute. So how am I doing reaching out to the CEOs of these companies and checking in and seeing what they're doing and how I can bring them value or at least just say, how are you doing? Because it's so funny. I just had this conversation. I can't say the guy's name because he's in the middle of a new startup. But I talked to him yesterday and I know he's grinding and I know he's under pressure and I know he's just raised a ton of money. And I think I'm the only person that calls him and says, how are you doing? Do you know what I mean, Tristan? Just like, I'm not, I'm not calling you because I gave you, you know, X millions of dollars and I want to know where you at with the plan and how your OKRs and what's going on. And I'm not one of his, his new teammates. That's like, what do we need to do? And what's next? And what are the big projects? I just call him like, Hey man, just how are you like as a guy? Like how, how are you with your family? Like what's going on? And he's like, I'm not sleeping well. Like just, just being that way for a friend, right? It makes a difference. So I go through every single one of those. For me, it's spirit and it's fun and travel and adventure. It's contribution. It's growth, which is learning, wisdom. How many books did I listen to? How much did I learn this year? You know, did I increase my vocabulary? Did I decrease my vocabulary? Yes, I actually track that. And then, hey, how was my business? Like my, you know, my primary business is how did we do in the middle of pandemic, social unrest, so much challenge, a crazy presidential election, all the drama, how did we do, right? So, so gut check there, and then how did I do on my, my wealth? I have a 20 year vision for where I wanna end up financially, and guess what? So I'm checking in on that too, and I'm looking at all this stuff. You know the note I wrote down, so I, I know it's funny because I'm, I'm talking to you as you're driving right now or working out. Thank you, by the way, uh, for listening to this. Thank you for just being in my community. Um, I'm looking at Tristan, so I'm going to remind you that Socrates, at his trial, he was put on trial for corrupting the youth because he was educating them to examine their life, right? To take stock of their life and to to not fall into the social norm of if your parents were bread makers, you are destined to be bread makers. He said, you can be whatever you choose to be, right? Which was radical, right? And at his trial, where he was sentenced to death, Plato heard him say, Plato being one of his mentees, heard him say, the unexamined life is not worth living. The unexamined life is not worth living. Think about that. So all I'm doing is just examining, like, where am I at? It's almost like, you know, an x-ray, if you will, of the goals and ambitions and plans and intentions and mindsets and beliefs. I just examine everything to say, okay, how am I doing? 365 days in, one more rotation around the sun. How did you do? Let's examine it. Now, interesting, I wrote down behind that my buddy Jay Abraham, who's also a mentor and a pal, and maybe you've heard him on a podcast with me or something, or you haven't checked out one of his books. He's just amazing. He would go on to say, a business that isn't rigorously examined 
and re-examine time and time again is destined to fail and is definitely not worth investing in or owning. Think about that for you and your business, right? This is also the time where we're examining and lifting up the, you know, the, the curtain, if you will, and saying, okay, how's my lead generation look like? How's my marketing look like? How do my skills look like? You know, what's my systems like? Am I creating five-star reviews? Am I generating a beautiful experience for the customer or is it still wonky? And every time I do it, it's by memory, right? Jay would say to you, that kind of business needs to be rigorously examined. And that's how I look at my life, right? Just trying to figure out again, I got a tiny amount of time on this planet. How do I have a consistent amount of happiness, joy, contribution, growth, fulfillment, fulfillment? You know what I mean? Like the feeling of like, oh, like we're doing good. Like it's working out. And, and I got to tell you, that's hard as an entrepreneur. Um, but that's what I'm working on. And that's the kind of stuff that you see here or the things that I'm talking about. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. So I review basically where I'm at. Then it's like the obvious stuff, right? I set goals. I do all the personal stuff. So inside of the eight equities, I'll look and say, okay, so what are my relationship goals? And yes, I actually write down like, Hey, should I renew my vows again with Kathy this year? Nah, I think I need to wait. Let's see. Maybe I can do it at the end of the year. I don't know. So if I'm uncertain, it doesn't become a goal. Cause remember goals are like, how much of what and by when. A goal is like, how much I want to save $100,000. How much of what money by when December 31st, 2021. So on that note, just I'm going to share our conversation from earlier as we think about, you know, sort of setting goals for next year, you know, with the, the craziness happening in the U S the, the sort of cultural divide, the emotional divide, cancel culture, all these things that are happening in our world. The thing I want to, I want to stress to you is uh, what I said to Tristan earlier, like I made money when Bill Clinton was the president and, and not just made money. I made a difference. I grew, I improved, right? I did all the things I wanted to do. And guess what? I did the same thing under George Bush. And, and there was policies and things about both those two presidents that some I was in favor of, some I thought were, you know, didn't align. But one of the things I'll, I'll say to myself repeatedly is I don't look to the president of the United States for like my spiritual guide or like my, like how I'm going to live my life. Like, right. Moral compass. Right. Thank you. Like they're just doing their job and I'm doing my thing. Like, so it's, I don't know, maybe just a different mindset. Maybe you have a different one. You'll let me know in the comments. Um, but, but at the end of the day, whether it was Clinton or Bush and then, you know, Obama and now Trump, like I just don't allow the person in that seat to dictate my future, right? I am the captain of my own ship. I decide how I want it to be. So how do I do that? I set goals. I say in my business, this is what I want to do with my money. This is what I want to do with my health. This is what I want to do. And I would challenge you whether it is creating out a list of like 10 things you want to accomplish for the year which is always a great idea. I think of like my, my mentor and uh, someone that I just, I grew up on and had so much appreciation for Brian Tracy. He would say, just, just list out the top 10 things you want to accomplish and just whatever it goes. I look back like on my journals, Tristan, of all the like journals I have in there and at my house and literally I can go back to like 
1991, like my journal where it said like, buy a new suit. Like that was on my list, right? Cause I didn't have the money. And I think I had like one hand-me-down suit for my dad and I wanted to own my own suit. So wherever you are in your life, right today, that's no longer a goal for me today. It's like, Hey, how can I raise more money for miracle for kids and really help save more lives or make as even, as I even think about this, uh, the, the passing of a child, which is what Miracles for Kids does. They help the families that are dealing with a child that has, you know, a life-threatening or, in this case, many taking their life illness. So you try and help the parents that are, you know, in many cases financially distraught as they're going through this process. Like, how can I help them more, right? Like, maybe it's time for my kids and I to take on another project. So I just say to yourself, like, what are your goals? Like, what inspires you? And, and whether it's a top 10 list, or you look at all your equities, all I know is this, if you don't write down, this is what I want to happen, you do not have the right to complain about what's going on in the world. Because you basically said, hey man, uh, the world is gonna keep wagging the dog, the tail, that whole sort of example, I, I always screw it up. But like, the world's gonna keep whirling along you just got to say, this is my place in it. This is what I'm committed to. Whatever it is, taxes, this, that, blah, blah, blah. I'm moving forward. This is what I'm committed to. Because think about the alternative. What's the alternative? You get pissed. You get upset, right? And then you spend time on that. You spend energy on that. That is a downward spiral. You know it and I know it. This is why I cut off like things like the news. Like Mike Vance is actually the guy that really first turned me out of this. Tristan, he would say to me, turn off the news. And I'm like, okay, but shouldn't you stay informed? He's like, if a world war happens, someone will let you know. And I'm, he said it like so casually, and I know he was being cynical and probably a little flippant, but the reality was it's true. And I say, yes, I want to know what the interest rates are. I want to know what's going on in the capital markets. I want to know what's going on in the financial industry. I want the things that really matter. But like, I don't care like who's sleeping with who in politics or that, like I'm focused on my goals. And I would ask you just to consider, just consider especially if you've never done it before, maybe just this is the year that you go for it. Maybe this is the year where like you do the second thing, which is I wrote down, then you go from goals to what new routines are required. And this is where I got to tell you, if there was anything you get out of this, this message, it is asking yourself, what are the new routines required for me to achieve, maintain, or make it happen for this? Cause like, it's one thing to say, Hey, I want to cut 10 pounds. It's another thing to put in your calendar, stop eating every night by seven o'clock and, you know, try intermittent fasting, you know, four days a week or go to the gym and exercise six days a week, right? You put it in your calendar, you make it a routine and that's when it comes to life. That's when it goes from like this goal to this thing that I do every single day and week to make it happen. So, so think about it. What are the routines required for you to achieve what you want? And now remember, this is like in your health, this is with your spouse, this is with, if you're single, this is called prospecting time and follow-up time and going on dates and closing the sale. Ha ha. You with me? Like, I literally look at my calendar as I was just, you know, chatting with my wife and she's like, all right, so, hey, I know we have our date night on this night. Yes, because date night is in there. Management meetings are in there. Working out is in my schedule. Reviews, golf with my friends, you know, getaways, trips. Everything is inside my calendar. Everything is inside my calendar because you've heard me say 8 million times before, if it's not in my schedule, it doesn't exist. Think about it. So, so what have I said to you? Review your life plan. Second, do a gut check on your equities. Remember, 
a life that isn't examined isn't worth living. You gotta be honest with yourself. And if you have areas of your life where you've got pain, do something about it, right? Whether it's get more information, right? I don't know, get get the the information or the resources you need to move forward powerfully, right? You are not on this planet to suffer in any way, shape or form. You are on this planet, it's you versus you to find your greatness and go for it in whatever that means to you. So review your life, then set some inspiring goals, personal goals, ambitions, and look, if you're sitting on debt, I want you to pay it off. If you don't have enough savings, I want you to save more. If you need motivation in your business to improve, right there. I want no debt and I want big savings, I want investments, because I'm telling you right now, when you pay off all your debts and you've got the cash, whatever's happening around the world, it just has less stress. You with me? Like there's less stress when you're like, eh, I, I've saved enough money, I've made all the right choices, I'm in a good way, I'll let them just deal with what they're dealing with and I don't take it as personally. But when I don't have enough, because I've over leveraged, because I've racked up the debt, because I don't have the discipline of saving, then those things really matter. They impact you. You know what I'm saying. So set some goals that inspire you, right? And whether it's goals for you or goals for the people that you love or a group or an organization, your church or whatever that you want to do something for, maybe it's that. Then ask yourself, what are the routines required and get it in your schedule. I have every management meeting in my company scheduled for the rest of the year. That's just an ongoing automatic. One of the things we're playing around with now is no meetings on Wednesday because we found ourselves, and I know you've ever, I'm sure you've dealt with the same thing. Like we're so busy doing, doing meetings, 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 meetings that we don't have any time to actually like do the work. So we said, Wednesdays are no meetings. We just do the work on those days. Super fun. Just a little side note. All right. Then I wrote down, uh, I would encourage you, as I mentioned a minute ago, get it all on your schedule, including, ready? Scheduling all birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, right? Family time, family trips. I put all that stuff in there because if I don't, my team, God bless them, my team will fill my calendar with events and webinars and traveling. And next thing you know, like, hey, I didn't get any time off. I didn't get the vacations I need. The note that I wrote down that I want to stress to you is I know me well enough to know that every 60 days I need recharge time. Let me say it to you again. Every 60 days I need recharge time. And whether that is like getting in my car and going to a hotel down the street where I unplug and I put on Instagram that I'm somewhere else around the world and I just get away for a couple days or it's time with my boys or time with my wife or time with my friends. You got to get it in your calendar. So you schedule all that stuff in advance. And by the way, a little side note, if you don't have a shared calendar with your family, that's a mistake. If you don't have like a family calendar versus like Tristan has his calendar and Steph's got her calendar. So nobody knows, right? Family calendar. Everybody sees it. Everybody knows what's going on. I know when Steven's tennis is. I know when Michael's classes are. I know when my wife's doing her thing. She knows when I'm doing my thing. Saves a lot of problems. Um, and then the last thing I would tell you is get your goals up and visual. Get your goals up and visual. Get your goals up and visual. And whether that's like a vision board for you, if that inspires you, that's awesome. I've done that many, many times in my life where I was like, okay, I want this book to be a New York Times bestseller and I built an entire vision board around that and achieved almost all of those goals, right? I don't know if I ever showed you that, Tristan, but it, was, it hung in my home office and it was you know, find a writing partner, Laura Morton. This was like before I even met Laura, like find a writing partner. Then it was like 
create the the manuscript and this was just on a vision board it almost looked like a like a game you would play as a kid like shoots and ladders but there were no ladders i was only going the right direction and then it was like get a deal and i actually wrote i'm going to get a check for $250,000 right from a publishing company and i remember i remember like having uh, lauren who was one of my marketing team members then make out a fake check payable to me for the publication of this book that was not even didn't have a title for it yet and putting that on the vision board and I got exactly that amount of money and I remember telling Brian Tracy just total side note Brian was like I'm like Brian like my goal is having a New York Times bestseller he's like oh you and every other author on the planet I've never even had one I've written like you know 28 books I write a book every single year and I'm like okay well I'm gonna do it like I'm gonna make it happen like I I it's my intention. It's my plan. I appreciate what you're saying, my mentor, my friend, but I'm going for it anyway. And I said, by the way, I'm going to get a check for $250,000 to write the book. And he's like, never going to happen. Tom, I love you. Just listen to me. It's not going to happen. I'm like, okay, I got a check for 250, right? Thank you to the company that wrote that check. Uh, now spacing on their name. I apologize, right? I can see Jeff in my mind, but can't think of his company, uh, random house. And, and get this, the check for 250, the next one was launch the book and and I actually had a photo of me at like a Barnes and Noble and ended up being at the Javits Center in New York City with a couple thousand people. It was bananas. The next one was me. They superimposed me on the uh, on the set with Oprah Winfrey, right? And like that was the vision. Like I want to be on Oprah because if Oprah says read this book, everybody knows what happens. And by the time I met Laura, they had canceled the Oprah show and I just kept it on there. Right. I just said, okay, I'm just going to just keep putting it out there. And she canceled her show. And I didn't, I didn't. So I didn't get that one. I didn't get to be on Larry King because he also canceled his show, but all these other things happened. But here's the thing. There's something powerful about showing the visual of what you have to do and what are the milestones along the way versus just, for example, the photo of the new house, like the photo of the new house is inspiring for some. The journey of you making the phone calls, the journey of you some late nights, the journey of you doing the work, the journey of you at your desk, you know, hammering it out, the journey of you meeting another client, the journey of you breaking through some barriers, you with me, that got you the new house, I think is a more inspiring visual than just here's a new house, if that makes sense for you. So that's how I do vision boards. And then lastly, I would just say to you in closing, Get all your goals up in visual, as I mentioned before. Like I put them up on my bathroom mirror. I literally take a dry erase pen and I write them up on my bathroom mirror. I put them inside my Evernote and Evernote just says every week, it just pops up in front of me. Here's your goals, here's your goals, here's your goals, here's your goals, here's your goals. And of course, yes, I give them to my coach and I'm held accountable and my wife knows. So like that's it. Now, I don't know, like I, starting out this, uh, this podcast, First of all, I'm also just reflecting on how much I just enjoy doing interviews, but I also just enjoy this, just having a conversation with you. So my hope is that you found some, some insight in this. This isn't a me versus you thing. This is a you against you thing. And I just want to give you my process, right? So you can say, oh, okay, I kind of do a little of that and I do a little of this and Tom, I do something even better. By the way, if you do something even better, let me know. Maybe you should text me 949-216-5466 or put it in the comments and let me know. 949-216-5466. If you're not a part of my texting community, do text me for sure. Let me know. Cause at the end of the day, like I'm not perfect. 
I'm working to get better and better every single day. Like that's what it's all about for me, going back to those eight equities. So as I wrap it up, I hope you, if you're in the U.S., have a wonderful Thanksgiving with the people that you love. Uh, lots of Friendsgivings and all that other stuff. I actually did Nana giving, which is my 93-year-old mother-in-law inviting all of her kids and grandkids and great-grandkids over to the house for an early Thanksgiving. So I thought that would be cool. You know, things you do for your 93-year-old mother-in-law. All right. Hope you crush it. Keep up the good work. Share this with a friend or two that might need to hear this. Give me some comments below. And thank you, thank you, thank you for being inside my community. We'll see you soon. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.